All right, it's time to check our spiritual pulse today. We're going to determine, are we truly dead in Christ or is that old man alive and well? Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's up, guys? It is Friday, February 2nd. We want to welcome you to the broadcast today. This is End Time Headlines. I am your host, Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. Hey, we want to welcome you if you're new to the broadcast. Maybe this is your first time joining us or second time, or maybe you've been on here just a few times. Whatever the case would be, we want to welcome you. Uh, let us know in the comment section below where you guys are joining us from and uh and and that you're new so we can acknowledge that and we can recognize that uh real quick before we get started two things one we want to encourage you to download our free app it's available on apple and android devices this is how you keep up with our ministry download the app hit yes to push notifications and you're going to be squared away with every headline every podcast right at your fingertips so be sure to do that today and of course If you're watching by Rumble or by YouTube, can you do us a favor and hit that uh, like button, hit that bell notification, and hit that subscribe button. Uh, That way you can keep up with us here on YouTube and on Rumble. Uh, And again, we welcome you guys on the rebroadcast. And of course, we want to welcome everybody from Apple and Spotify as well who will be listening to the broadcast. So um, uh, yesterday, if you joined us, we did a prophetic update. And it was absolutely loaded with content. I mean, we we talked about the red heifers. We talked about the third temple. We talked about uh, how this current president is could be possibly leading us into disastrous wars. We covered a lot of stuff yesterday. So I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that. And today, we're going to completely shift gears And today is a complete equipping podcast. So if you love these equipping messages, the encouragement, the exhortation messages, you're going to love today because today we're going to do a self-examination. We're going to check our pulse. Now, what am I talking about? You see, listen, every one of us, when we get born again, when we gave our hearts to Christ, we actually died in Christ. We, our old man was crucified with Christ. Look at, check this out. Romans six, Paul said this, by the way, everywhere we're going today is going to be all within the apostle Paul's letters. So we're going to be bouncing around from Romans to Galatians, to Corinthians, to Colossians. They're all letters written by the apostle Paul who understood a concept that we're going to talk about today. In Romans 6, he wrote in his letter, for if we, now he's speaking to the church today. This is not, this is not a message to sinners today, okay? This is a mess, message to the saints, to those who are born again, those who are believers, those whose names are in the Lamb's book of life. If you're a professed Christian and been born again, this is a message directly to you today. Looks at what he says, Romans 6, I'm in verse 5, and we're going to read to verse 7 in the New King James. For if we 
have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man, somebody say the old me, the old man, the old woman. Your, I call it the BC days, the before Christ days. Our old man or old woman was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with. Stop. In other words, for me, I can't speak for you. You know your testimony. For me, I already, listen, although I'm alive in the flesh, still here. In essence, I died nearly 24 years ago on June 2nd of 2000 when I was buried with him in baptism. When I was buried with him in the, the, uh, the renewal of my spirit through being born again. I was redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And when that happened, I crucified my old man and the sins thereof. Now, did, does that mean that from that day forward, I never sinned again? I never messed up again? I never stumbled again? I never made a mistake again? No. What I'm saying is the first initial, come on, stake that was driven for crucifixion was done for me on June 2nd of 2000. And then from that day forward, it was a process that we call theologically speaking as sanctification or to be set apart. Oh, come on. Paul said it like this. Let me show you this over here. Paul said, why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? He's, again, he's talking to the church. I affirm, this is 1 Corinthians 15, 31, by the way, for you guys that are listening. I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. Now you say, well, Brother Ricky, how can an individual die daily? Doesn't even make sense. Listen, if you try to, if you try to reason this and comprehend this with the natural mind and comprehension, it's going to go over your head. This is the same reason why when Jesus in the stealth of the night, when he had a meeting with Nicodemus and he tried to explain to Nicodemus, unless a man be born again, he will by no means perceive the kingdom of God. He will not understand it. He will not see it. And Nicodemus said, how can I be born again? Can a man go back into his mother's womb? He was, he, it completely went over his head. So Jesus had to break it down. He had to explain to him what it meant to be born again of the spirit. Okay, so it goes back to what I've said for years. When an individual is born again, their spirit is renewed. It is rejuvenated. It is, re, uh, it is, re, um, um, their spirit man is redeemed. It's reconciled back into God. But we still live in these flesh bodies that is full of carnality. I'm talking about, come on, the carnal nature. I'm talking about the mind, the will, the emotions, the soul of us is still here. And it has to be renewed. It has to be transformed. And it has to be crucified daily. So let's go, let's jump back over to Romans 6. 
Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with. Watch this. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Let me, again, what Paul is saying here, friends, is that if you've been, if you've truly been born again, then you, the desire to sin is no longer going to be as it was before you got saved. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you will never have a desire to, in your, listen, as long as you're in this flesh, you're going to desire Come on, things to, that, that that cater to the flesh. It, your flesh wants the easy way out. It wants to be pleasured. Come on, somebody. It wants the easy road. It doesn't want any difficulty. It wants to indulge in things it shouldn't. It wants to hear things it probably shouldn't listen to. It wants to see and look and, and look upon things that it probably shouldn't look upon. It wants to eat things that we know that are bad for our health, but it tastes so good, Brother Ricky. Our flesh come on wants to sin and it desires to sin but when you're born again paul said the seed of god is in you and when it takes root in you and grows on a listen not over it doesn't happen instantaneously but it as we as we grow in him come on those fleshly earthly carnal desires begin to subside and come on those desires to serve God and his kingdom come on begin to oversee or over uh, they they begin to um, supersede those of the carnal nature let me explain it like this now let me go to the meat of this where I wanted to go let's go to Galatians 5 let's look at this Galatians 5 Look what he says here in verse 16, Galatians 5, 16. Again, this is the apostle Paul writing here. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Oh, I wish I could get some help up in here today and and testify to me that come on on Sunday, you're in the house of God. Your hands are raised. You're singing praises unto the Lord. You're singing hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Dancing the aisle, jumping up and down. You've got the victory. You, you come on. You're in glory in his presence. But then come on. It doesn't take much. Come on to get into your work week on Monday. When you get in your car, get into traffic come on some of us lose the victory before we even get to the workplace because we lose victory in the traffic jam oh come on let me testify for a minute i know none of y'all want to none of y'all want to be real here today but i'm going to be real today and i'm going to let you know there's been many times that i've lost the victory and it's not been come on and it was before i got to my workplace it was before come on some crazy things happened with my family it was before I find out, found out something financially. Oh, it was before I got some bad news from the doctor. It was before all that. Come on. I've lost victories in traffic jams. Come on. And again, I've said it before. If you think you're spiritual 
and you think that you're you're some super Christian that is impervious to such defeat of traffic, please come and find me and I'll take you all the way up to downtown Atlanta, Georgia, and we'll see, come on, how much victory you can obtain. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about, I'm not saying that uh, you're going to lose the victory every time because we shouldn't, guys. The, the reality is, as we grow and mature in Christ, come on, the Lord desires for us to not lose the victory in the traffic jam. Come on, not to lose the victory at the grocery store when you're trying to get in line and come on and Mary Lou and JoJo and all these other ones keep cutting you off and cutting in front of you and come on and, and, and you don't. And, and God wants you to get the victory in your family. He wants you to get the victory, come on, in every area of your life and not for you. Come on, to lose your patience, lose your victory, and lose your witness. So Paul is telling us, if we want to walk in that, we're going to have to walk in the Spirit. And you say, well, how in the world do we walk in the Spirit? Look, check this out. Go over here with me to Colossians 3. Colossians 3. I know we're changing up a little bit here today. You know, I know this is not, you know, the hoot and holler and prophecy stuff, but this is, you know, a lot of the body of Christ, guys, is malnourished when it comes to equipping and teaching and exhortation. They're just not getting a lot of this from pulpits. They're not teaching. uh, We're not teaching these principles on how to walk in the spirit. Look at this. This is Colossians 3. Again, the Apostle Paul. If then... You were raised with Christ. Translation, if you're born again, look what he says here. Seek. That's an action. That's a verb. That requires something on our part. Seek. Come on, ask, seek, and knock. He says, if you've been raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. That would be heavenly things, not earthly things. Come on. That would be the gifts of the spirit that that Paul talks about. First Corinthians 12, that would be seeking out and desiring the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, gentleness, meekness, temperance, faith, seeking those fruits, seeking those gifts. Learning to walk in Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your mind. uh Uh-oh. Now, here we go. Set your mind on things above. Oh, come on. Can I preach a little bit just for a moment on your mind? Again, it goes back to what I said earlier. When you're born again, your spirit man is renewed. It's saved it's re, uh, rejuvenated. It's re, it's 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 reconciled back to God. But your mind, your mind, your soul, your your emotions, your 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 mind, will, and emotions, your soul. That's your First Thessalonians five. It's been a while since I've studied it. First Thessalonians five. You are a triune being. Your body, soul, and spirit, and your soul consists of the mind, will, and emotions. So Paul is saying here, the Apostle Paul is saying here that it's going to take action on our part. And this is where people, this is where I lose a lot of people because they don't like to hear that. 
They don't want to take personal responsibility. They'd rather blame everybody else. They'd rather blame their circumstances. They'd rather blame the devil on on victories that they keep losing because they refuse to set their mind in order. Set your mind on things above and not things on earth. Oh, come on. Listen, I could just drop the mic right there by saying this one thing. The reason why many of us can't get victory and the reason why we can't get breakthroughs and the reason why we don't feel God in his presence is because our mind is always on carnal things. Come on, we listen to carnal music. We watch carnal television. We come on, we're doing things that are not glorifying God. We're just and and, and some things are not even evil in itself, but they are occupying our mind And it's come on and it's taking occupation and it's filling the void of everything else but God. We have time to watch Netflix, time to watch Amazon, time to watch football games, time to watch the Super Bowl, time to go fishing, time to play some golf, time to play your favorite sport, time to read a book that has nothing to do with God, time to come on, play video games. We have a we have time for everything else. But we refuse to let our mind be renewed by the transformation of it through the washing of the word of God, which transforms it and renews it. So listen, if we could get that one concept down, no wonder Paul wrote to the church of Philippi and he said, listen to this, the peace of God. Actually, let me go back here. Look what Paul says to the church of Philippi. This is in uh, this is in Philippians chapter four. We're going to go down here. Verse six. Uh, listen to what he says, be anxious for nothing. Come on. Somebody talk to me. Where does anxiety stem from your mind? You let your, you let your unrestrained thoughts just go completely rogue. You begin to entertain thoughts. You begin to entertain worries. You begin to entertain fears. What, what about this? What could be, what should be, what could have, this may happen. Oh, what if that happens? What if this, what if this goes under? What if this falls through? What if the doctor says this? What if the report says this? What if the scan shows this? That, that rogue thinking of your mind causes anxiety. But Paul said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So notice he says prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, and let your request be made known to God. So that tells me, friends, come on, I'm preaching to myself. I'm sharpening my own sword today, too, while we're sharpening yours. If we're going to run to the phone before we run to the throne, we're out of order on any matter that's got us anxious. Health, finances, marriage, ministry, uh, circumstances in the world, whatever the case may be. Are we running to the phone or running to the throne? We're running to the phone and we're talking about everybody. Oh, getting reassurance. Oh, what about this, that, this? And we just, we're just, just opening our mouth, talk about, talk about, talk about. And it's just stirring up anxiety. Or are we coming before the presence of God in prayer and supplication and letting our requests be made known to God and thanksgiving, in essence, thanking God for the answer before you even receive it. Oh, come on, somebody. Lord, I'm anxious about this and that, fill in the blank, but I thank you 
that you're a God who hears and answers prayer and everything is working together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Look what he says here. Paul says that if you will tackle anxiety with prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made of God. Look what he says here in verse seven. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, have you ever met anybody who has a fiery prayer life? And a fiery devotional life. They are intimate with God. They have a close walk with God. I'm telling you. I I have been around people. That have been through hell. I know it. They know it. But you would never know it. Because being around them. You would never know the hell they've been through. Because they keep a smile on their face. They keep a praise in their mouth. They keep, they keep worshiping the Lord. Kept, they keep pressing through. They keep thanking God. They keep praying. They keep interceding. They keep, come on, asking, seeking, knocking. And they continue in the Lord knowing that with hope that they will see the breakthrough in its season. Then he goes on and he says, finally, brethren. Now look at this. Watch this. This whole part right here is training your mind. It is putting a govern switch on your mind. You can't just let your mind go rogue and go wild. He is going to put barriers. He's going to put a fence up around his mind. Look what he says here. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So he's telling you here, you have to, oh, come on, somebody. This is good teaching right here. When that thought comes and it will, when that imagination comes and it will, when that bad dream comes and it will, when that anxiety and that fear and that worry, when that threefold cord comes knocking at your door and it will, and it tries to tell you lies from the pits of hell, it tries to tell you imaginations, it tries to tell you of a bad report, it tries to tell you lies, embellishments, fabrications, you, the first thing we got to do, listen, number one, you got to know the word of God. Bottom line, you've got to know the Bible, guys. You have got to know the word. David said, I hide the word of the Lord in my heart that I may not sin against thee. You've got to know the word. Why? Because when those thoughts come, those fiery darts of the wicked one are thrown at your mind. You are going to weigh those thoughts out up to the word of God. Weigh those thoughts with the word of God. So then you have to ask yourself, so when those darts come, if you know the word and you those darts come, you could be like, wait a minute. All right, we've got a checkpoint. Come on, the border security of your mind, the Holy Ghost, will stop that th- intrusive thought, that fiery dart, and it will, and it will weigh it out against the word of God. Does this agree with what the Bible says? 
Does it agree with what the word of God says? Come on, are you still with me now? Is this false? And if it is, Paul said, whatever things are true to meditate on it. Is that thought something that's not noble? Then it's not of God. Is it something that is not just? Toss it out. Is it pure? Or is it unclean? Toss it out. Is it, is it lovely? If it's not, toss it out. Whatever things are of a good report. Come on, there's, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's times when I don't tell everybody my medical stuff. I don't tell everybody what I'm going through. I don't tell everybody my symptoms because here's why. It's not that I don't want them to pray for me. And it's not that, you know, if they ask or whatever, it's listen to me, listen to me real carefully. You got to be careful who you let speak over you because there is some, listen, there is some self-proclaimed Christians that I can determine real quick by what comes out of their mouth, how much word they got in them. Oh, come on. I can tell and determine how much faith they have in them towards anything by what comes out of their mouth. Because out of their mouth, listen, you're talking to them. If, if out of their mouth comes negativity, doubt, unbelief, a bad report, fear, worry, all this stuff. And they'll start, they'll start trying to throw it on you. Oh, well, you better get that looked at because my aunt, my aunt May and my, my uncle Larry and, and, and so on and so forth. They all died of that. So that's probably what you got. Uh-uh. No. I cast that down. That's not a good report. You're not going to speak that nonsense over me. Listen, let me give you a true story. A good, a dear friend of mine, I won't name his name, but him, his wife went to, uh, she was having some problems and they did some scans for something else that had nothing to do with this. But then during those scans, they found a, or at least a doctor came in and said, we found what looks like a mass. And she straight out told the doctor told uh, my good friend's wife, they straight out told him that it was cancer. I mean, just, just a matter of fact, no sympathy, just brash, just straight out said it. It's, it's probably cancer. And well, they quickly was like shocked. And they said, no, we immediately, I said, uh, my friend told me, he said, we didn't receive that because we were not going to accept that diagnosis and them speaking that negativity because it wasn't a matter of fact from them. They said it's probably cancer. They didn't say it absolutely is cancer. Come on, y'all listen to me. I'm not saying we should deny, come on, things in our body. We're, we're not being stupid here and ignorant. Listen, I can't deny, you can't deny sickness, but you can deny it's right to be in your body. Oh, come on. Let me say that again. You can't deny sickness and disease and infirmity. They're here. They're on the planet. We're in a fallen world, but you can deny it's come on access to you. And it's right. Cause come on by his stripes. We were, and we are healed. Let's sum up right there. I can determine whether how much faith you got right there by your response to what I just said right there. But nevertheless, they rejected that. They didn't receive it. They didn't go around. They didn't talk about it. They didn't get on a phone call and tell everybody about it. They kept it between themselves. They're the only two that know about it except for me. 
And you know what happened? It was not cancer. But just, but listen, why allow that seed to be sown and, 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 and bear root in your spirit and in your mind? So the point is, guys, we got to govern. We've got to govern our mind. We've got to guard our heart. We've got to guard our eyes. We've got to guard our ears. We cannot allow just anybody just speaking over us nonsense and negativity and lies and bad reports and agreeing with everything that the devil wants to throw on us. All right, let's go to, back to Colossians. Y'all thought I was went completely off the, the track. I did, but I'm back. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, which are which were Christ, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. We went over that. Set your mind on things above. That's what we just took that whole rabbit trail on. So we could give you an understanding of that. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Now let's go to verse three. For you died, past tense. Come on, let me hit me up in the chat room down here. How long have you been dead? For me, it'll be 24 years, June 2nd of this year. Come on, let us know. Come on, put the number down in the chat. Is it 10 years, 12 years, six months, three days, five years? What is it? For you died, past tense, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Come on. Verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Come on, if you ain't shouted all day, that should make you shout right there. Come on, you should be excited if you are dead in Christ, hidden in Christ, because someday soon and real soon, that eastern sky is going to split. Come on, the heavens are going to rend and Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is going to step over the balcony. That trumpet's going to blast. And when he appears, we will appear with him in glory. Verse 5, he says, therefore, therefore, again, you've heard me teach many times. If you see therefore, you have to go back and read wherefore. He says, he says all that. And then he says, therefore, now this is going to ruffle some feathers of those individuals that are constantly, constantly stressing once saved once I get saved, I don't have to do anything, Brother Ricky. I'm saved by grace, through faith, and not of works, lest any man should boast. So they get saved, and they think that they can just sit down. They don't have to do any work for the kingdom. They don't have to, come on, they don't have to renew their mind. They don't have to crucify their flesh. They don't need to pray. They don't need to fast. They don't need to read their Bible. They are, hallelujah, they're saved and born again, and that's it. That's all of it. That's all they do. And trust me, when I get around those individuals and I see their fruit, I can recognize that that's all they do. I can I can see that they don't crucify their flesh. Oh, come on, somebody. You know how I know? You know how I know they don't crucify their flesh? They may say they're born again or they may say they've died in him. But come on, when I go to the grocery store or I go to the retail store or I go out in public, I see them in traffic, whatever the case would be, I see that old man and he's far from death. 
dead. He is alive and well and kicking and he's glowing and he, come on, is definitely not crucified. There's some four letter words coming out of his mouth. He's flipping up little birdies at people in the traffic. That is not dead in Christ, friend. You may have been born again 15, 20 years ago, but come on, that old dead man has a pulse again. And if you can feel that pulse, come on, I'm in my message today. If you can, oh, we're putting our finger on the pulse today. If you recognize today that that dead man that you crucified five years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago, five months ago, six weeks ago, or last week, if that dead man still has a pulse, he still has a filthy mouth, he still has roaming eyes, he still got an unrenewed mind, he still has addictions, he still has bondages. Friends, we're not condemning you today. All we're saying is, come on, it's time to put to death that old man again. Paul, you, you say, well, Brother Ricky, how can we kill the old man again? I Again, I go back to what Paul said. Paul said this was not a one-time deal friend Paul said I beseech you therefore I die daily oh you listen I'm gonna plow a little harder because I know I'm gonna get kickback from some people from certain denominations that don't like this kind of stuff they don't like this kind of teaching at all look the apostle Paul who we're folk we're highlighting today he says in his letter in Romans chapter 7 he tells you right here that he says, for what I, and I'm in Romans 7, we're about in verse 15. For what I'm doing, I don't understand. For what I want to do, I don't practice. And but what I hate, that's what I do. If then I do what I will not do, I agree with the law that is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin who dwells in me. Now, this is the apostle Paul writing this. And he's already been born again in Christ. He's already had the Damascus Road encounter. He is in Christ. Come on. But he's still acknowledging that at times he has this old man that keeps surfacing to the top. And he tells us in Romans 7, who can save me from this old wretched man? Christ Jesus, our Lord, how do we put to death the old man? Let's go back to Colossians. Look what it says here. Therefore, verse five, Colossians three, put to death your members. Which are on the earth. What? Now he's going to name what these members are. Uh Oh, here they are. He says, all right, here is your hit list. Come on, you need to write down your hit list, get in your prayer closet, and start putting these things to death. Ready? Here it is. Fornication. In case you didn't know what that was, it's you're having sex outside of marriage. Fornication. Uncleanness. All forms of sexual immorality. Uncleanness. A filthy mouth. Oh, y'all didn't think I was going to get up in your business there, did you? Uncleanness, fornication, passion. Now, it's, it's good to be passionate about some things that are good things, but you can have an ungodly passion. You can have an earthly passion. Listen, some of you have more passion about watching the Super Bowl than you do to go in the prayer meeting. You have more passion. Come on then you have more passion to go to a game in negative 15 degrees 
but yet won't get out of bed, get in, get cleaned up, get a shower, put deodorant on, comb your hair, get in your car and drive five miles up the road because it's drizzling outside. Oh, I'm going to preach my message whether you want to hear it or not. I'm telling you that that is an ungodly passion when it's towards something that profits nothing. Evil desire. Covetness. Which is idolatry. Look what Paul says here. You don't think God takes this stuff serious? Verse 6. Because of these things. Fornication. Uncleanness. Passions. Evil desire. Covetness. Idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Again, you go and read Romans chapter 1, and he, he, he repeats this in Romans 1. Here it is in Colossians 3. He's repeating again what he wrote in Romans chapter 1. Look at this. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Verse 7, in which you yourselves once walked. Past tense. When you lived in them. Oh, come on, somebody. What he's saying here is. We all, when we were without Christ, we come on, we live this lifestyle on the regular. Or maybe I'm I'm just speaking for myself. Maybe, you know, you were born out of the womb with a halo and wings and you never sinned. You never messed up. You, you know, I can't listen. I was not raised in the church. I went to church a few times, but I didn't want to be there. I was forced to go there from my aunts and uncles and whatnot. Cause my mom was backslid. My stepfather, um, he wasn't serving God. And my real dad wasn't even in my life. I had no godly. I had one individual later on in my life that was a youth pastor. And he's, we became good friends and he's the one that led me to the Lord And he's the one that God used to continue to intercede and pray and live a life before me and influence me for the the kingdom. But before that, I lived in covetousness. I committed adultery. I, I I had evil desires. I had ungodly passions. I had all of it, guys. I, I had all, come on, the whole checklist. I had it all checked off. I was walking in disobedience to Christ. But once I got born again, you know what happened when I got born again? God, through the Holy Spirit, revealed this list to me. And says, I, now you're born again. I'm going to put a new desire in you. And this desire is not going to be to do this, but it's going to be able, but it's going to be bear fruit in Christ. And Here's the thing. Watch this. But it's going to it's going to challenge us and it's going to require you and I to do something on our part, which is to walk in the spirit so that we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And and again, we're, we're kind of reiterating some of this stuff. And one of the ways we do that is we have to renew our mind. We have to guard our mind. We have to renew our thinking. We got to rewire, come on, years and years of how our brain has think has thought, how it is processed up, what we've looked at, what we've consumed, what we've, uh, things we've allowed in our heart to mold and shape us who we are. Verse eight, let me go back over here. Let me pull it back up. Verse eight, but now present tense, you yourselves are to put off all these things. Uh Uh-oh, 
Another list, Brother Ricky? Yep. Here's another list. As believers, we're to, we're, we're to be putting off this stuff. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Guys, this is the one pet peeve that I have. Of all these, I'm not, I'm not justifying, you know, I'm not justifying anger and wrath and malice and covetousness and idolatry and all that. I'm not justifying that. But the one thing that really gets me is professed Christians that has the, that has a filthy mouth that drops four letter words. They even say GD. This blows me out of the water. That is blasphemy. But hey, I'm a born again Christian. I go to church. I've got my Bible. I'm in my Bible study. Hallelujah. I'm a deacon. I'm a greeter. I'm a, I'm on the staff. I've met pastors. I've sat in green rooms with pastors that cuss like someone who don't even know the Lord. Needless to say, I didn't hang around too much. Oh, you don't want me to preach on green rooms in the back of churches. Look, I don't like rubbing elbows with people. Listen, if you want to know who people really are, go in the green rooms. Come on, you don't want me to really talk about Christian concerts and venues where the praise team gets up or the band gets up and they perform for Christ and they bear the name of Christ. They even read some scripture. They'll even pray, but then they'll go back in the green room and they've got wine and they've got beer and they've got liquor and they've got, they've got a weed. Come on. Yes, it really happens. So Paul is saying here as believers, we are required to put off look what does it say right here verse 9 look what it says verse 9 do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds god intended when you got born again that all that stuff stays in that casket come on all that stuff stays in the casket but you know what happens If we start walking in the flesh, we're not renewing our mind. We're not in our devotion. We're not in our prayer. We're not fellowshipping with other believers. We're not walking close to God. We're not communing with the Holy Spirit. You know what will happen? We'll start getting in the flesh. We'll get the key out of the drawer. We'll pull open the drawer. We'll pull out the key to that coffin. And we'll go out there in the backyard and we'll dig up. Come on, we'll dig up that coffin. We'll put that key in there, open that casket, and we'll pull out that dead man that's been crucified for all these years, and then we'll start wheeling him around everywhere we go. Well, I don't like so-and-so, and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind, so here's the, let me let the dead man do some talking. I don't, I, I'm really not liking this traffic. I'm tired of people cutting me off. This guy almost hit me, almost clipped my door. Let that dead man speak. Let that dead man uh, give him a one hand, come on, a one finger hand uh, wave. Come on, let that dead man use some words through that windshield. Oh, come on, that dead man will speak, my friend. He will have a pulse and he will be walking around come on it will be the walking dead if we don't crucify the flesh and the works thereof and put off these things let's go back over here so he's saying you got to put off this you got to put off that since the dead man uh has has been put to death with these deeds verse 10 look watch this 
You so you put to death the old man and his deeds in verse 10 and have put on now we've been listen we're taking we're going to all oh, come on we're putting stuff off today. We're going to pray through and we're going to take some stuff off but listen what good is it if you take off all kinds of stuff but and then you then you're completely naked come on in the spirit and you're not putting stuff on. So he says put it off and then verse 10 then you have to put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. I'm going to say it again. Renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. You know what that is saying? You put on the new man by getting the knowledge and understanding of the word of God. You've got to get in that word and you've got to know who you are in Christ. That's who you're putting on. Come on. I, Brother Ricky is not Brother Ricky 23 years ago. That, that Ricky 23 years ago was not a place person was very angry very bitter had a lot of unforgiveness cussed every way i could come on did people wrong lied cheated stole committed adultery did all kinds of stuff 24 years ago that that old man come on i had to be buried and then I had to learn to walk in the new man and who I was who I was originally created to be from the foundation of the world. Come on. He says, put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Look at this, verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, here it is, put on. You ready? We're going to put on some stuff today. We're going to put off some stuff and we're going to put on some stuff. It's time for us as believers to put on tender mercies. Put on kindness, put on humility, come on meekness, put on some long suffering. Let me say it again. Tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long suffering. I'm going to tell you something that one, two, three, four, five things that I just named right there. It is lacking tremendously, especially on social media. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of professed Christians. They'll call themselves born again. They'll call themselves Christians, but they get in the YouTube chat rooms. They'll get in the YouTube comments. They get on Facebook comments. They'll get in Instagram comments. They'll get on the comments on Twitter. They'll get on all these social media comments. And the, 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 and the things that they type out is far and far away from being meekness. Come on. Humility, tender mercies, long-suffering, and kindness. Instead, again, it's full of curse words. It's full of blasphemy. It's full of anger. It's full of accusation. It's full of condemnation. Come on, who am I? I'm preaching today. But God says it's time as believers that we grow up. We spit out the pacifier. We put away the milk and the bottle. We, we say we, uh, we get away from these things. We start getting into the meat. We start growing in him and putting on these things. Look, he goes farther. Let me pull it up. Verse 13, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Hello. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Then he says, verse 14, but of all these things, above all these things, we're to put on love, which is the bond of perfection. 
Oh, I said love is the bond of perfection. Guys, I wish I could stand here today and tell you that I have arrived with the agape love, but I have not. That's why I, I have more maturing to do. I've got more dying to myself to do. I wish I could tell you that I walk in agape love. What is agape love? It is the God love. It is, I'm telling you, you will love anybody and everybody with no boundaries, no restrictions, and no pre preconceived notions. There's no strings attached. Come on, it's that 1 Corinthians 13 type of love. It bears no evil. It holds no records of harm. Come on, do you not? I don't know about you, but don't you want to walk in that kind of love? I'm talking about, I, it's rare that we see this, friend, but it's achievable. It's attainable, or Paul wouldn't have spoken about it. He says, this is a level of maturity that we should thrive for, that we should strive to try to reach this. Listen, it's no wonder the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3, that he said, not, not that I have already attained, or am I already perfected? Even Paul said he was not perfected. This is the guy who wrote, again, massive amounts of the New Testament. And he says, I've not already attained. I'm not already perfected. But look what he says. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Oh, come on, that would be the dead man. And reaching towards those things which are ahead. Listen to me, friends. This is where I want to close this message today. Yes, you mean you're going to give an altar call on a podcast? Yeah, that's how we roll. Because listen, the Holy Spirit is not confined to a building. He can reach you right where you're at. He can reach you through a, 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 a camera, through a microphone, in your kitchen, in your living room, right through this podcast. <clears throat> if you're listening to this today, and this has convicted you, you can recognize, if you start checking your pulse, come on, you don't feel a cold, clammy carcass. You feel a heartbeat. And that's not a good thing in regards to what we're talking about today. If you feel a, a beating heart of that dead man, that means that dead man, come on, is capable of getting us in trouble. That dead man will cuss people out. That dead man will, come on, he will harbor unforgiveness. He will seek revenge. He will try to commit adultery. He, he will fornicate. He will look at pornography. He will sin. He will love sinning. He will get you in bondage. He will get you in addictions. He will derail you really quick. He'll wreck your marriage. He'll, <clears throat> he'll ruin your relationship with your children. Come on, who am I talking to today? You're not a bad person. We're not condemning you, but we're just saying today, come on, let's put off some stuff. If you recognize today, come on, I'm going to just pray. Let me just, let me do it the way I feel like I need to do it here. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I've delivered this word today. Lord, not only for those that are the recipients and listeners of this message, but even for myself, God, Lord, I recognize that there is, there is a pulse still in that old man, even in my own life. There are still things that I have weaknesses in and that I struggle with. And today I desire to put off some things. 
Lord, I want to put off some things today. Come on. If you're listening today and you want to, you, you recognize by the Holy Spirit, there is things that you need to put off. Come on. We can't put on things until we put off things. So right now I'm going to lead us into prayer right now. Father, we put off, Lord, those things which you commanded us to do, God. Lord, we're putting off anger. We're, 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 we release wrath. Lord, wrath is one of the highest levels of unforgiveness because it's all in it's all in conjunction with it's all rooted in the same ground. It's wrath, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment. God, we, we release people today that has done us wrong. Those that have hurt us, we release them. We forgive them today. Lord, I pray that there be no malice in our hearts towards anyone. Lord, if, if there is blasphemy, if we blaspheme the Lord with our mouth, with our words, our actions, our deeds, our conduct, God, I ask that you'd forgive us today and help us to put off these things. Help us to take filthy language out of our mouth. Lord, we can do it. We can, the Holy Ghost can help us to, to, to talk right, walk right, sing right. Come on, act right. We thank you, Father, for the power of the Holy Ghost to bring sanctification in our lives in Jesus' name. God, we put off the works of this of the dead man, God. Lord, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, covetousness, all of these things, God. We ask that you would help us to put to death these things, God. Lord, if we're walking in it, we're practicing these things. Lord, we repent in Jesus' name. If we're sleeping around and we're fornicating, Lord, we, we, we ask that you'd give us the ability, the strength, and Lord, the courage to stop it right now in Jesus' name. Come on. That's a word for somebody right now. Stop it. Cut it off. Say goodbye to them. Tell them, look, I love you. You love me. And if you want us to be together, you're going to have to respect my request. And the Bible says that we're living in fornication. We can't do this anymore. And if you're not willing to wait for me to get married and for us to get married, then you're not for me. Goodbye. Come on. That's a word for somebody. Lord, help us, Lord, to put off these things. Come on right now. Let the Holy Spirit begin to move. Come on. We're taking our time here. Let him move in your room. Let him move in your home. Let him move in your marriage. Let him move in your family. Let him move in your business. Let him move. Come on in your mouth. Let him move in our eyes. Job said, come on. Job said that I make a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon another woman to lust after her? He Job made a covenant with his eyes. The Bible Solomon wrote in the book of Proverbs that a mouth is a man's destruction with it. We bless men. James said we bless men and we curse men. And this should not be Solomon said power of life and death is in the tongue. Solomon said that a man shall eat well by the fruit of the increase of his lips. So we are eating and we're partaking of the things that we're allowing to come out of our mouths. Come on, Lord, I ask that you begin to help us to renew our minds, renew our stinking thinking. Lord, help us to govern our thoughts. Lord, if there's anything that opposes the word of God, you told us, you commanded us to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That would be the word of God. Then we are to bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody in Jesus name. Come on. You receive this today. Now, while you're putting off things. 
Come on, I'm going to pray that we, by the Holy Spirit, by the help of the Lord, we begin to put on things. We begin to put on tender mercies. We begin to put on kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, that we begin to bear one another. We would forgive one another. We would stop complaining against one another. And above all these that we would put on the bond of perfection of love, that we would walk in the agape love, the best of our ability. Lord, help us to begin to see through the eyes of Christ. Help us to see people through your eyes and through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit, that we would begin to forgive people and love people, not hold grudges against people, not hold resentment and bitterness against people. But then, Lord, you commanded us in your word to love our enemies and pray for those who despitefully you us you said what good is it that if we just love uh, well you said there's what good is it if we just love those who love us for you said that our heavenly father allows the sun to shine and the rain to fall on the good and the unjust so lord we thank you today for this mighty word today i thank you that today somebody is come on somebody is going to put to death that old man that old man's trying to rise up out of that coffin. But today, you're going to put him back in the ground, put him back in the earth. You're going to throw away the shovel and you're going to walk in the newness of life. You're going to walk in that new life that God has given you. You're going to set your mind upon heavenly things and not earthly things. And you're going to fulfill the will of God for your life. God is faithful who began a good work in you. He is faithful to see that it shall be completed. Come on. Do you receive this today? Come on. If you receive this, say amen in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah come on listen guys again intimeheadlines.org intimeheadlines.com thank you so much for being up i know it's different i know we go from a prophecy message to this so it's a lot different that's why you know we've got a lot of people this is their home church so we, we we recognize that we got to equip we got to edify but we also we have to inform as well. So we inform, we equip, we edify, we encourage, we we do all of it. We try to be balanced. And again, if this uh, ministry is a blessing to you, again, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that bell button. Hit that notification button. Uh, download our free app available on Apple and Android devices. Again, hit yes to push notifications. You're going to be squared away and good to go. And listen, if this ministry uh, is a blessing to you and you would like to sow into our ministry partner with us uh, you can do that two different ways you can give electronically through the app uh, that's probably the easiest way and the quickest way to do that and again once you click on there on that donate button at the app or you go to the main website and do that you can give through venmo you can give through cash app you can get through paypal you can give through a credit card or you can give by check or money order and you can make that out to right there on your screen at end time headlines P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. So listen, guys, we're going to sign off for this Friday night. Uh, and we pray that you have a great and safe weekend. And we'll be right back here, Lord willing, on Monday, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, with another great podcast. Uh, and next week, I believe it's Thursday of next week, 
if I'm not mistaken, will be with uh, Bishop Larry Raglan on the Big Picture Show. So that'll be coming up Thursday. But we still got Monday, Tuesday, and Friday as well next week. That's what we're going to plan to do. Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So until then, guys, may the Lord bless you, may keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.